Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. Today's random question for my boys here oh, no. is how often do you think about Busta Rhymes? Once a week, once a day, once a month? How often does Busta cross your mind? More than a Roman Empire, I'd say that much. So, <laughs> knew you were going with that. The best answer I could have asked for. Uh, I'm so lost, but I will say this: I think Buster Rhymes, growing up, for a kid that was not allowed to buy parental explicit CDs and whose initial exposure to hip hop was through Nickelodeon, there was a surprisingly large dose of Buster Rhymes. I feel like every Nickelodeon show, whether it was a movie, whether it was the actual television, had like a Buster Rhymes cameo. And I was like, what a wholesome rapper. And then you start listening to like, where you want the hands so the eyes can see. And really, it should be put your hands or my ears can't hear. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm always going to be a Busta Bust fan. And I think for me, the most recent combination of Busta explaining if you will or busta watching was trevor noah ran up on him during a grammy interview and was just oh, reciting cool. different flip mode songs from his mind and he was taken back and he in this case being busta rhyme so yeah i'm always there for busta bust that's awesome i wish i need to see that because i can just imagine trevor noah just going off in like busta bars like I, I, I watch. I'll well, speak, speaking of Busta Rhymes, Mike just gave you a brilliant dollar idea. Brilliant. It's, it's such a brilliant and a brilliant dollar idea. Ice cream bars that are endorsed by Busta Rhymes called Busta Bars. Busta Bars. Busta I saw Rhymes. him hey, two weeks ago about, and he was really good live. Not every artist can continue to keep the energy up and to continue to be what you think he is and Busta definitely is that guy in a positive way. Um, I was going to ask, like to me, he would strike me as a rapper that doesn't age well because of how high intensity and high energy he was as a young man. But it's refreshing to hear that he's still got it. He has okay. it for sure. I don't know if it's like uh, ghost energy drinks <laughs> or Red Bull or he has the energy. It's We're going to have the energy today. On. Mike has the energy. Rowett has the energy. Sonny has the energy. It's going to hey, be a good day. <laughs> We're actually going to be talking. She's excited to talk about debut and returning just new signature shoes. She is so excited for some sneakers. Dude, next so generation of sneaker, uh, sneaker History Podcast. Take it over. This if is you're like only crazy. listening, you're missing the cute baby on said camera feed. So <laughs> you're lost. Um <laughs> Rowett, do you two want to start us off with rocking and copping? So Sani is one, if she is one thing, it's a showman. And because she knew that her uncle Mike was going to be on this episode, she had instructed me that my rocking oh, and copping no. should be a theme. So we got uncle Mike's favorite new player, <laughs> Victor Vembanyama. So much and on I don't know who sent me these, but thank you. I have a pair of the new... 
Uh, they're called the GT Hustle 2s in the Teleria colorway. Ooh. Those so, are clean. These are, are nice. very clean. So Sonny wants her Uncle Mike to know that she is ready to root alongside him and Aunt Brittany and the kids for Big Vic's rookie maiden year. Mike, uh, what are you rocking and copping besides what I just showed you? Uh, clearly, I'm you know, just wearing spurs, everything all the time. That's just how I live my life. No one ever said that, by the way. Uh, what I'm rocking is Reebok Club C Bulk. It's like the old skate shoe style shoe that was the Beams collaboration. I can never turn down a good Japanese streetwear collaboration. These are super nice, and uh, it was kind of cool to bring out something that you didn't, what, you haven't worn since like 2001, you know? So that was pretty cool. I like those a lot. And Coppin, he just came in the mail today. The, uh, the Feds, uh, the Roger Pros. I got to get back on the court, and this is going to be the thing to get me back on there. So shout out to On for sending these over. Um, super excited about these, by the way. I didn't know On made tennis-specific shoes. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for Roger, when he signed over uh, that deal with him, that's when he started making them. He's the first and only tennis sneaker to have right now. Mike, through his fantastic YouTube channel, gets more shoes than anybody else I've ever seen. And it's a beautiful thing because the videos don't make themselves. Um, oh, they don't. <laughs> I got the um, the Kith seventeen hundred um, New Balance in marshmallow and red. Uh, typical of the Kith shipping. I bought the red and the white pair the same day, and the red pair hasn't even given a notification yet that they've gone. So, oh, um, materials are crazy on these. They feel really good. They run a little tight, but they're breaking in really well. That's a theme. With new balances, I'm new to the brand, new to the balance, hey. if you will. And um, they all break in well, but they all fit kind of tight if you go true to size. But I can't see another size fitting better. Um, unlike the shoe, I'm looking to cop. Um, coming out in a couple weeks here, the Ultra Boost 4D Spider-Man 2s. Yes. Um, they have like Spider-Man red on them, but... If you've been following the game news, Venom is going to be an integral part to Spider-Man 2. So there's like Spidem, Spidem, <laughs> Spider Symbiote, Venom, Blackness coming up from the 4D. Looks really cool. Um, I'm a 4D fan. Not everybody likes rocking 4D underfoot, but I am a, I'm a big fan. So definitely looking to buy those. Yeah, add me to that cop as well. But I forgot about that one and uh, the game as well. Does anything Spider-Man two related at this point? This is how we do Mike by Spider-Man two. Um, okay, so this episode though is kind of kind of is kind of kind of on that Escalade. It's going to be a lot. Maybe some rap references. <laughs> We all keep mixing words that are two words into one fake word. And we've all done it this episode so far. And just caught myself again. Artistic license. That's what it's called, all right? We got this. Artistic... Either that or all of us are having a stroke at the same exact time. <laughs> Which that could be it too. <laughs> I can't smell. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this episode, though, this year, this upcoming season, seems to be one of the largest signature shoe years I've seen in a long time. Um, yep. Two reasons. Rowan, if you have that GT Cut 2, 
I do. Some GT Jump, right? It's the jump one. Uh, hustle. Hustle 2. No, hustle. hustle. Hustle is the Wembenyama shoe. God. I believe the jump is the Nikolai Jokic shoe. Yeah. Whoever that naming convention, fire them. Um, so yeah, I don't know why they call it the Hustle 2, and this is the first Hustle, which is... And no it's, it's, <laughs> the conventions are awful. So shoes like that will not be spoken about, even though that is a it's great shoe. Such a sick shoe. We're talking just signatures. And it's interesting that that shoe looks so good because a lot of the right league now. has came Please. away or gone away from team shoes. It's all about signatures. It's all about retro pro tros. There's no, there's not a lot of love for just team basketball shoes. Maybe we'll do one of those episodes though. I um, think it's, it could be done. There's some. I out think there it can be can done about. too. The Sabrina. Um, we'll bring that one up because. I think, if you want to start us with that shoe, because um, it just released, I think there are going to be a lot of NBA players wearing it, and the Stewie 2 came out so long ago, it's really not like new to this season, or I would have brought up Brianna Stewart's Pumas to keep the ladies fully integrated into the episode. But Rowan, go ahead and start off with that uh, beautiful Sabrina there. What, what about it? Yeah, I mean, I think for a lot of us, this is probably the most hyped in the best way imaginable shoe of the year, because I think... Ever since there were rumblings that Sabrina was going to get her shoe, the inevitable comparisons to Kobe were made. And to me, this is almost a Kobe 5.5 or 5.2, because that's the shoe that aesthetically it feels the most similar to. And then kind of just doing a little bit of tech specs. Thank you, wear testers, for kind of helping me understand what exactly is going on with this. As you guys can see, we've got a full-length React midsole with a hefty zoom unit in the forefront. And that is very evident the minute you put this shoe on and you make a cut. And... What's interesting about both the shoes that Robbie mentioned, the Hustle 2, a.k.a. the Hustle 1, and the Sabrina 1, I've never seen Nike go about marketing a shoe to a player that they're calling floor-based. It's always been about the players that have the most elite athleticism or the highest speed or the most consistent jumper. So it's really nice because if there was ever a player category that your boy in the under 45 crowd may kind of classify himself as, it's a floor-based player, which is essentially the euphemism way of saying, I can't jump over a sheet of paper lying still. So Don't this shit make my people want to jump, jump, jump. jump. And, and it does, <laughs> but you're going to have to pass the Cavassier if you think I have actually any hopes of jumping and dunking on somebody. But the thing I will mention, though, Robbie, both Sabrina and Stewie, which if we haven't made that a thing, uh, Stewie and Sabrina or whatever the case may be, they are going to be probably the best precursor to the actual NBA season because I believe the WNBA finals are about to start. And for the first time in a long time, it seems we actually get the two teams that people want to see in the finals, which uh, is the Las Vegas Aces and the New York Liberty. So I think if I'm a Stewie fan, if I'm a Sabrina fan, what better way to kind of see these shoes truly come to life? Because if this leads a New York franchise to a championship, they are going to be immortalized in a way that we haven't seen since what was the last New York based championship? Was it the Yankees? Who knows? Um, probably twenty. Yeah. Rose got to go into sports. I was like, I don't know that answer. We'll, that... we'll, we'll find. We will find that answer though. Um, very interesting though. The ladies' game has really come on very strong. While we're just talking about Puma, I'll go next. Brianna Stewart, Stewie two, fantastic shoe. One Scoot Henderson is just debuted the Scoot one. There is not a lot of information about it, but if you just look at what the scoot what scoot had been wearing uh, which is that what that puma um nitro um the clyde nitro yeah, a little scoot that, edition. That second one yeah uh 
and you look at like the MBO3, which I'll kind of loop that shoe into the Scoot 1, both of those shoes fall in line with one another really well. The Scoot is kind of just visually an offshoot of what LaMelo's been doing with the MBO1, 2, and now 3. Uh, probably going to have nitro foam in it too. Uh, a really aggressive, very much Gen Z design, the LaMelo and the Scoot 1. Really loud, vibrant. Uh, kind of tattoo-like, right? And the metal is all tatted up. I believe Scoot has some ink also. But just very youthful. These are definitely shoes for the kids. Shivers. Cool. Um, I saw pictures of that one during, I guess, the, all the Media Day stuff. They look pretty cool. Uh, I really like the Mellow shoes so far. So everything Puma's been putting out has been pretty solid. I haven't had a complaint about anything. Uh, only one I maybe thought was on the heavy side was the J. Cole uh, Ars Dreamer, but other than that, I think everything has been pretty pretty spot on. Um, but yeah, and I was gonna and I was gonna say, Mike and Robbie, please chime in. Puma seems to be the most well versed in terms of appropriately price setting these shoes. Because if I'm somebody that's looking to get into the game, I feel like Puma is the perfect gateway into the culture because it's not gonna hurt your wallet the same way a two hundred dollar LeBron or a one eighty KD would. Bro, this is why you're my guy because. I went to go take a peek at New Balance to see if Kawhi has anything new dropping to be included in this conversation. And he doesn't, but I did see the the two-way, two the shoe that Jamal Murray wears mm-hmm. and Zach Levine wears. That puppy is 120. And I'm like, that's a really cheap for having all of your non-Kawhi Leonard athletes wearing that shoe. Um, Puma and New Balance, both really affordable in that 100 to $120 shoe range. I had the Lamella 1 and 2 back there, the MBO 1 and 2. The bang for your buck, you can literally feel it in the shoe. It's just as well built as any other brand, but just substantially cheaper. The Nitro Foam, and I'll go more into like foam versus, you know, different texts in the Jordan stuff. But the, the use of foam can really keep a price of a signature basketball shoe down. Even think Dame. I didn't really include him on this either because it's like, I think it's called the explicit or no. No, ex- extended play. So I got that Extended one. play, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll dive into that. Go ahead, because... Mike. Talk about that extended play then and then so, it being priced right. Well, yeah, it's priced right at 130 It is going to have um, Bounce Pro is what they call it. Let me make sure I wrote that. Yeah, Bounce Pro is going to be the foam. If you're noticing that a lot of Adidas, we're going to talk about a couple more of them. Uh, with Trey Young and Anthony Edwards in a little while, but I've noticed that majority of the basketball shoes are actually moving away from Boost. Um, with Dame being a prime example, it's a signature shoe, uh, priced very nicely at one thirty. It's so crazy because this shoe is one hundred thirty bucks, and he still has a value model, which is insane. Like he's still putting out a shoe cheaper than that, which I mean, it's for the kids, you know. It's, it's that's really what it is. It's awesome that he's putting something out, but I will say that. Of all the new basketball shoes that Adidas is putting out, this one's probably the least um, uh, what's the, exciting, in my opinion. Um, I agree. It, it's not bad by any means, but it's just not. When you look at the AE1 or Trey Young 3, it doesn't have that same oomph. Even the stuff that Candace Parker was wearing, that the uh, Exhibit A or whatever it's called, still, it just didn't have that same flair to it that you you would think getting from dame time but 
I'm sure performs well on court. Like Dame always comes with something because he performs well. I'm sure people they want to make sure that the people who want to implement emulate him can do the same. Yeah, and it's funny you mention that because I think one thing that's been characteristic of this, do we call it the Jerry Lorenzo era of Adi basketball, is the -hmm. designs are unique. They're striking. They may not always Mm -hmm. be a person's cup of tea, but you're going to remember them. And that's strange for me to hear that about the Dame. And then also because there's always levels to this shit, as a famous rapper once said, it's funny to me that Dame's signature model is 130. His takedown model is significantly cheap because if we compare and contrast that with the proverbial and literal king of the jungle, LeBron James, his takedown model is 160, where his signature (laughs) shoe is 200. Yeah, that Dame, the the discount Dame, let's call it. Um, you can find that thing in a good way. You can find that thing for like 45, 50 bucks. I've seen it on yeah. Sneaker Steel for the actual Dollar Dame. Yeah, a Dollar Dame, um, which is it's fine. Um, so I wanted to throw this in there. Breaking news: Julius Randle signed with Skechers and is wearing mm. Skechers. I don't know if it's a signature shoe, but it's the first Skechers basketball shoe. That's probably going to be the the literal. Like the discount dollar shoe. The Dame shoe is actually good. I saw Julius Randle today and I was just like. I saw that. My bro. Kobe right now is is that meme where Kobe's just looking down with the glow, (laughs) just like shunning. The money had to be dumb. It had to be a dumb bag. The money had to be stupid. No, my my Kobe meme to justify that is him and the rest of the Lakers looking at the scoreboard, which I think at the time was at a Shannon Brown dunk and just being disgusted by it. Yeah. But also. We I, I like Julius Randle. I follow him online. He's a real big into family guy. He's like okay, a lot of fair. people love that their is... sons. It's not weird, but he like really is <laughs> like a family right. I'm like he likes his kids. I'm like <laughs> fucking millennials. Am I right? Yeah, millennials. No, but yeah, it's right. funny as well because not only is Skechers not getting into basketball, they recently signed Harry Kane, who's probably the best British striker we've mm-hmm. had in a long time. And it's interesting to see this brand that was always focused on value entering into these categories and oh. these market positions that are historically associated with pricey shoes, like a football cleat or a basketball cleat. Yeah, well, Keyshawn Johnson, I'm 99% sure, does Skechers ads too. Well, it's, it's interesting. Does. I mean, you got to pay yeah, Snoop Dogg Dog does. Uh, they had the Snoop Dogg signature. That is the thing, but uh, we're not interested <laughs> well, in it. Not to um, stray too far, though, but Skechers does technical runners, like marathon runner shoes. I know. So, I mean, they are they have the technology floating around to do performance-driven things. They just would rather rip off, you know, random Vapor Maxes and things like that. We would just rather not. So let's <laughs> kind of go Snakeway because, Mike, you brought up one of my favorite shoes the um, Anthony Edwards one, the yeah. AE one. Uh, just got debuted officially last week with an event out in um, what was Atlanta. That? Atlanta, thank you. Uh, and I like it. I, I like it a lot. It's something, again, like Roy said, in this you know, Jerry Lorenzo age of basketball at Adidas, we're getting some very um, striking, very head-turning models. And I think this Anthony Edwards, I think we've all been kind of like kind of watching it as we got the sneak peeks. Earlier this year, uh, full TPU cage. Uh, it is going to have the only one I think I know of right now with boost. This one's going to have boost in it. The only signature I know of a boost aside from James Harden. Um, but I, I don't have a price yet. That's the only thing I don't have. I'm assuming it's going to be around the 140 to 160 if it's going to be utilizing boost. Um, but I'm really excited to see what they can do with the different color combinations, maybe some gradients with that TPU upper because 
I feel like there's just a lot of things that can be experimented color-wise and print-wise on it. So, Mike, the shoe's going to retail for 120 and I believe wow. it's going to hit stores in December of this year. 120 for a boost shoe. That is impressive. That's good. So, if we go back in time a little bit, when the Under Armour Steph Curry 1 debuted, everybody was mm-hmm. like, that's a Hyperdunk clone, yada, yada. I bought it. <laughs> I think this the, the AE1 is a hyperdunk descendant not a clone okay. because if you look at the cut of the shoe and the shape of it it looks like the early 2010s nike basketball hyperdunk wow uh, okay. pick a year um but yeah. just the way the mesh i call it mesh because it looks like mesh I, it might be harder plastic it could be softer overlay who knows but the ae1's like, kind of like fused timberwolf blue area if you've seen the photos of him in the jersey black with the beautiful only time anybody has ever said beautiful timberwolf blue ever but it looks so good on that shoe with just black and i think this the shape and the silhouette reminds me so much of a hyperdunk just fast forwarded 13 years and it works for me i love it it's maybe one of my favorite it's my top three shoes that we will be discussing today is the Hmm. ae1 well i thought i wasn't hard and descended because I felt like at the Harden 7, I look at the AE 1, I can see where it looks like they put side by side, like, okay, we want to take, basically put an exoskeleton on a Harden, make it lighter, and apparently make it cheaper. So uh, I kind of can see that same design language as well. You know, it kind of looks like the Jordan 36 a little bit too. Uh, 36, one the, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. It just, that shoe works, man. Like, it, it's, do you see what I'm talking about? The kind of, it looks meshy, uh, yeah. but I don't know if it is mesh. Well, it's, TP- it's TPU, is plastic on top. It's like but, the rubberized plastic. That's yeah, but sometimes it's soft plastic. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah, I, like I, gill-like when you, when you move your hand against it, it moves with it. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be similar to like, you know, when you, that feeling, okay, the Jordan 5, you know, little cage in the middle. Yeah. It's going to be that kind of soft, I think. That would be nice. I would like that. Um, but yeah, the AE1's freaking banger. I'll go up here and we'll pass it back to Rowan. It's really quick. I wanted to talk about... Um, the Tatum one, uh, Jordan's offerings, if you include the Jordan 38, kind of in its own area, but the young kids, the Tatum, the Luca, and the Zion, all three of them have different cushioning setups and different enough to where I haven't tested all of them underfoot, but I have to believe it truly has to be something for a, every kind of athlete. Like if you were to go to a shoe store and say, I want a basketball shoe that's from Jordan brand and I like young people. If you tried each of these three on, they would all feel different. You like young people. You know, you don't want you don't want the old Michael Jordan, you don't want the Chris Paul. They don't feel <laughs> well, the Chris Pauls anymore, but you know what I'm saying. They don't want the Russell yeah. Westbrooks. Young man tings. Yeah. <laughs> for all young the dogs. <laughs> but um the Jason Tatum just has uncaged zoom. Like there's no they don't really market the Formula 23 foam or anything on it. It just says on Nike.com, uncaged zoom. Um, the Tatum one isn't my favorite design. It's not even like my, my top 10. I'm, I go back and forth about it. It's okay. But again, at 120, all these shoes are competing with each other. And it's almost like the footwear industry has found out that people like multiple brands. So it's kind of just like, what athlete do you like? And what brand do you like? There's an offering for about 120 bucks from brand X. And it's really cool in my book. There's 
more offerings than ever in an when, affordable range. When did the Tatum one release? Because Luca's on shoe two already, seems like. And I think Zion's on three. And... Yeah, Zion's on three. Tatum was kind of during the NBA finals. He started like okay. showing it off. Maybe No, I believe it was All-Star Weekend. Excuse me. All-Star April Weekend. 7, 2023 was the first colorway of the yeah. Nike.com. So February, March, April. So, you know, they show it off on All-Star Weekend. Okay. And then push it out. But, I mean, it's... Of the three, the Luca is my favorite, and I'll talk more about that one later. But just Uncaged Zoom, Jason Tatum, those two, you have to like those two things yeah. to buy that shoe. And that's not a that's not a knock. I'm not like I don't like the Celtics, so I'm not a market. I'm not in the market for that shoe. I'm not a but Tatum like, fan, so I would never buy it. Exactly. But like if you like Jason Tatum, which a lot of people do, he is very, very likable. Um, and you like Jordan brand, and you want to spend 120 bucks. And you just want Zoom Air, something they've been doing since like. Basically, if you're not 96. us, just go buy it. If yeah, if, you don't, if you're not one of us, just go buy the, the Tatum one. If you're not a hater, I mean, put it this way: if Jason Tatum, St. Louis native, provides an Emos Pizza colorway, I'll put down 120 easy, just because I miss home, I miss aspects of home, and that's what it seems a lot of the Jordan colorways are, which is mm. grind geared rather towards childhood nostalgia so if i look through the entire tatum one colorway there's a shoe inspired by his favorite hometown baseball team which i'm assuming is the cardinals he's got pink lemonade he's got the barbershop so that's kind of the mantra and the motif if you will of what i imagine a lot of jordan non or non-flagship jordan shoes to look like and what makes me laugh about that teams have been having representation on basketball player shoes forever right let's just think like ohio state the bronze or like Barcelona Kobe's or Commander KD's. I kind of laugh because I'm like, oh, Jason Tatum likes pink lemonade and baseball and getting his hair cut. Oh, so he's fucking human. Like, really <laughs> telling me a lot do. about the guy. Yeah, I was going the opposite. I was like, what a boomer. He likes baseball and right? pink lemonade. Just, but... Who likes pink lemonade? <laughs> he's, so he's Hershey's chocolate. He's like, it, it's very. Everybody likes Hershey's chocolate. You don't love Hershey's chocolate. It's not the best chocolate, it's but like a lot of people like it. And actually, while I'm here to kind of keep time moving, I'll just do all three of those Jordan shoes. Luca has isoplate and full length Formula 23 foam, which is Jordan's not react react. Um, and and the um, and the Pro Zion three, yeah, has the Formula 23 plate, which is. So then they integrated into basketball shoes back with the Lamello line and normal Zoom Air. So it's either Uncage, full-length Zoom and an ISO plate, or Formula 23 foam and Zoom, which kind of just tells me Nike's had basketball shoes figured out for like 30 years. And it's like nothing wrong with that. I literally, if it is not broken, don't fix it. Like I'm a huge fan of that saying. People change stuff all the time. This needlessly. Oh, so if dude, you could just go foam and zoom air fucking three times or you know two and a half times, like why not? It works. It sells. You've had the tech patent for like thirty years. It costs you nothing. Let's just. Oh yeah, it's crazy though. You see, each one of those is so different in the sense of you get one, you get two p things. Pick them out. You get a plate and foam. You get a plate and air. You don't get both. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> or you can't. And get that's okay. But it is. It is funny. But it. it really shows that Jordan brand has a specific offering for any kind of player, any kind of yeah. foot you have, they got you covered. 
Yeah, and I think it also makes sense because we've talked about this in previous episodes. They're targeting the kids. They know that Jordan may not be as relevant to a young 14-year-old and below the same way a Luca is or a Zion is. And that's kind of what I think about nowadays is this is going to sound cruel and insensitive, but I'll go ahead and say it. Zion's for the big kids, and big kids need love too when it comes to sneakers, so why not give me the Zion shoe? Luca's kind of chunky. So, like, they're doing big things for plus-size ballers everywhere, and I'm here to salute it. Well, the Jordan 38 is a great big boy shoe. That thing, the 38 and 37, I think, to their detriment, were so much like the 7 and 8 with the high tops and the bells and whistles. The low top 37 did way better than the high top. I think the low top 38 is going to be the version people want at the end of the day. But that FIBA... 38 and that WNBA 38 are two of the cleanest basketball shoes I've seen. Oh, yeah. The orange you know, joints yeah. oh my are gosh. hard. They are so nice. I just don't yeah. want to pay 200 bucks for them. <laughs> and that's aspirational, right? That's where something like LeBron, which Rose is going to talk about here, yeah. there's the cheap There's the cheap 120 boys, then there's that 200 MJ money. <laughs> and we call those the mid-level exception and the supermax. But Really, the thing about the LeBron is when I was kind of doing my research, it felt eerily similar in terms of the cushioning to the LeBron 20. And I thought it was interesting because I read mm-hmm. that in the Wear Testers review. I'm like, hmm, that's something. And then just kind of scouring all the interwebs and the message boards, everybody had a similar opinion. So essentially, if you're looking at the LeBron 21, you're more inclined to buy it because of the change in materials in the upper. And what was interesting to me was it's a shoe that I, I don't know if this is subconscious or not, reminds me a lot of the Gary Payton glove. Just because the fact that it's got this layered component to it that we haven't seen in a long time, and it's got a shroud. And dare I say, it might be the most well-known shrouded shoe, given who the endorser of said shoe is. Yeah. No, now you say that, because you have the leather cover with the kind of the wire look coming off the sides, like you had, what what was it called, the monkey paw? Yep. uh, So, I can see that. I didn't think about that. Oh. And uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of a runway, Robbie, like when I heard the fact that there are three distinct layers, I was like, okay, tell me the three distinct layers. So obviously the first is the fully textile layer, which is covered in the second layer of flywire, which that's a term we haven't heard in a long time when it comes to Nike basketball, which is then covered with a relatively high quality leather shroud. And it's one of those things where I don't know if it's intentional or not. It's borrowing a lot from late 90s basketball because you've got that high leather shroud that I think we saw with, was it the Jordan 14 or the 15 that had the, what I like to call the comb over flap? It did. That's <laughs> an interesting and fantastic way of describing the that comb too. Over flap. I had never really picked up on that being like leather. The LeBron 21 looks really interesting. And even, I mean, Brush suede is technically a leather, right? New Buck is leather. This brushed. Well, he's going different materials everywhere. Like that white pair just released is leather. Then the purple pair is going to be that suede or New Buck, whatever it is. And he just, as Rowan said earlier, the Aces are in the WNBA Finals. Aja Wilson had like a black and gold player pair with player. Holy crap! Black yeah. and gold pair with suede on it. Black suede. A player pair, if you will, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. If you guys can see on this, there's right there. Just so clean. I don't think... See, I didn't buy a LeBron 20 for the first time. I didn't buy a LeBron signature shoe for the first time ever last year. I just said I have 19 of them. Close to 19 of them. I'm good. Um, But I think the 20 looks better than the 21. Not the 21 bad, but... No, I'm, I feel a similar way. Just something about the 21 feels clunky. 
and lumpy, lack of a better term. And maybe it's the shroud that's hide, highlighting and hiding at the same time, if you will, all the tech that we previously alluded to. But when I saw the 20 for the first time, it felt very sleek despite being a LeBron shoe. And those are almost oxymoronic things to say because whenever we think of LeBron, we don't think of we don't think of sleek. We think of the Batmobile in the Tumblr sense. Yeah. If I'm thinking sleek, I'm thinking more of like the KD-16. That's a way more sleek looking shoe. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, and the other thing is, we'll touch on a little bit of the tech behind the KD-16, but I don't know if you guys saw whether the interview took place today or previously, somebody had asked KD, oh, hey, we really like your KD-16s. And there was a level of apathy that I think a lot of the media has jumped on in terms of KD doesn't seem to appreciate this shoe. Now, I've talked to people that have played it. They said it's probably the best performance shoe Nike has dropped this year. So have you guys had any experience with the KD-16 while I try to figure out where I put all that information about the tech? I haven't. I just know it was the quietest release I've ever seen for a signature basketball shoe for that those level of guys when it comes to uh, Kobe, Kyrie, I'm sorry, Kobe, KD, or LeBron. I didn't realize it would release. I just was on the Nike website one day. I saw the 15s. They're like, oh, there's a 16. I'm like, when did this even... No one's even said anything. No, and the thing is, like, for me, I really like that New York v. New York colorway. It's not necessarily a Commander Burgundy, but that red and gold seems to work for me. And kind of looking at the cushioning, because that's been the commonality whenever we've discussed a lot of these signature shoes today, it's the full-length Zoom Air Strobel, which I believe yeah, we've I all kind of seen. Yeah, we've seen that with the Kyrie line as well. And the other comparison they've made was to the aforementioned Jordan Zion line, specifically the Jordan Zion 2. So we are kind of seeing imitation being the sincerest form of flattery as both Nike Basketball and Jordan are dipping their chocolate in each other's peanut butter, so to speak, to come up with these shoes that may feel somewhat similar but are noticeably different. And one last thing I will say about the 16 is the traction pattern on the bottom is a true work of art. If yeah. you have a pair of 16s around you, just flip those sons of guns on the inside or upside down and you'll notice literally the intricate clockwork or so it seems of the traction pattern down on the bottom of the shoe. See, the KD12 was the first to introduce the Zoom strobel. Mm -hmm. And if it's not broken, don't fix it. Having it four like... shoes later I think works. I also have not tried a pair on, but of the Nike offerings of these new or this season's signature shoes from Nike, the KD16 is my favorite looking of them. It's a good looking shoe. If I can find that what fifty years of hip hop color uh, for less than retail, I'll be. I'll try. KD15 is hard as hell too. I'm not gonna lie. Like I just, I went through a KD purge. Literally, when he went to the Warriors, I sold every KD shoe I had because it bothered me. Now I just don't care anymore. I don't need those shoes. It's fine. But the 15 was the first one where I was like, fuck, I might get back into KD shoes. This wearing them, you don't, you don't like collect KD shoes. I guess some people do collect KD shoes, but like you, you want a basketball shoe, you just want to wear to like the grocery store regularly and like play outside. KD 16, hell yeah. I mean, the man's Twitter bio says it all. It's like, I'm a do me, I'm a hoop, I'm a chill. And that's what the KD is born to do from a shoe perspective. hundred percent. Um, Mike, what about the three? Yeah, the the you can either go Trey, you can go. Well, I I go Trey because that one was a tricky one for me because I couldn't figure out the cushioning. The uh, the Adidas website, you go to one color, say it boosts. You go to another color, it says it's a composite foam. So I went to like row it to our trusty friends over at Wear Testers to get a 
you know, the final verdict, and apparently it is going to be just a composite foam. There's no boost in it. I guess initially it was uh, thought to have boost that we're going to put into an initial uh, tech specs, but they moved to a composite phone that has that topography look that Adidas had been going into with a lot of different like their slides and some of the other shoes. Uh, but when it all said and done, I think the Trey Young 3 is the best looking of the three he's had so far. Very different, very eye-catching. Looks very technical. I like that. Like when it comes to my basketball shoes, I want it to look like something came out of a lab and that's just what it looks like. Um, very, very cool looking shoe. Uh, am I Atlanta a Trey Young fan? Not really, but I can appreciate the shoe and, you know, what he'll, what he'll probably do in it this uh, this year. And if I'm not mistaken, price-wise, where are we at? Uh, 130 again on that one? I saw 140, but yeah. 140. Yeah. So really I tried the Trey Young on at the Adidas employee store and that shoe rocks. It fits really good. Mm -hmm. I didn't run laps in the store, you but just, just like just... standing there with them and like doing the heel test and everything, like the heel bounce, four foot bounce, they feel good, man. That's a it's a nice it's a nice shoe. Yeah, they look good. I don't like the green color they have floating around right now. I don't. I didn't really dive into all the colorways that are available, but I think this is one you can again. It looks nice. Looks like like you said, it feels nice. It's. I know people who aren't our age or maybe people who are just going to stray from it are like, oh, why are you wearing basketball shoes out? Like I said, just chilling. But I think we all can agree we still wear basketball shoes out and about. And these shoes that we're naming off, I think, have a value that can be, you know, worn off the court. I mean, not a Jordan 38 because that sucker is just literally a boot mint for basketball. Uh, but all these other shoes, I think, have some kind of off-court value to where you can throw them on, maybe not with jeans, but at least with sweats or shorts and go about your day because they actually have a level of comfort and a, and a decent look to them. Yeah, and speaking of decent looks, uh, listeners, if you run into Robbie in the greater Portland area, there's nothing more he enjoys than a nice pair of denim pants with LeBron shoes. So if you guys could do that and take photos with him, that would be lovely. But it's funny you mentioned that, Mike, because I think ultimately for me, what I consider to be the golden age of modern Nike basketball, meaning anything from 2009 on, mm -hmm. was Nike basketball and specifically the big three of Kobe, KD, LeBron, and the ability to go off-court, on-court. And now I think, are we seeing a resurgence? Am I jinxing it by even saying it out loud? Like, how are you guys feeling about that? Because it definitely feels, especially with Adi kind of running the show or running the point, if you will, they're making a clear and concise effort to have something that is equally comfortable on the street as it is on the hardwood i don't know if it's a full return i just know that it's it's i guess i hate to say this word because just wear do what you want i mean who cares like i'm gonna wear my lebron's or jeans in front of robbie all day uh um but i guess it's getting acceptable again for people who care to care what anybody else thinks because of all these shoes, like, I mean, even if you go to, like, retros, like, the Adidas Crazy 8, still a super technical basketball shoe, but they're making them to where you can wear them on the street with this nice suede and nice new buck and things like that. Uh, that recent Crazy Infinity uh, that's come out, like, they're making basketball shoes for the street again, and you can say Nike's probably doing the same. Even with that GT Hustle too, it looks just like a Telaria. I love that. Like, that's one of the, like, one of the best, like, running shoes at Silhouette, and... You can't tell me that if I you threw that on with shorts and just left the house or sweatshirts and just left the house, somebody's gonna be like, "Ugh!" Like that's a good looking shoe all around. See, shorts uh, are different. Shorts are different. I'm just kidding, but shorts are different. The uh, the jeans ability of some basketball shoes is existing. I would say it's being held more by Adidas than any other brand right now. Except, well, not gonna lie. 
the scoot and the lamello three look like fucking just like shoes a 15 year old would wear any time of the day like it, it's it's not really basket it doesn't give basketball all the basketball elements are there but those two shoes and i think the puma stuff in general does so well because like i could see a fifth grader an eighth grader a college kid and a and like an aa like any layer i mean layer of youth at 34 i consider a college person youthful i do because they, got, they got young they got young knees still but like you can wear those the mellows or scoots anywhere and yeah with jeans and it's to your point as well when i think of what puma's done recently with their design language and their design silhouettes it's lack of a better term what i imagine a basketball sneaker would look like in my favorite nick tune growing up like they're loud they're vibrant like you had mentioned and it is one of those things that you may be a young at heart or you may be young in body if you feel comfortable rocking it go for it yep. and you're at that age as these three old men with gray hairs that are shaking their fists violently at the clouds say, yeah, go ahead and do it now. Because when you get to be our age, people are going to look at you strange. If you try to pair a pair of uh, scoots with some nice five Oh ones or five tens, because I always thought the LeBron principle with the denim was specifically the skinnier your jeans, the chunkier your shoes. And I think that's what got a lot of people from uh, the mid 2000 teens to where they are now in life, which is dads, moms and everything in between. That was definitely the equation you were trying to solve for. Biggest <laughs> shoe with smallest pant. Um, Mike, like I think that the, the Dawn Issue 5 is another shoe that is a very good, um, just, I would say more sweat panter yeah, than, um... than a jeaner. But uh, Donovan Issue, Donovan Issue, Donovan Mitchell's uh, fifth shoe, all designed by the same person, too. Like the, the tray, the AE. And the um, Dawn are all the same guy. Um, but I think the Dawn has specifically like early 2000s Kobe vibe in the same vein of the Infinity. What the crazy Infinity, right? It kind of has all of the old and all of the new in it. I believe it also has Light Strike. I could be wrong. Yeah, but, really um, it's not released yet. So this is one that they're still. I don't, I don't know when we're getting Hard to find but I mean, yeah. This, from a from a purely visual standpoint, I think the Dawn Issue Five looks fantastic. Yeah, no, I think so too. It's very futuristic looking, very sleek. It almost has, uh, you know, almost has a Gilbert Arenas sneaker, like the Agent Zero vibes to it, a little <laughs> bit. Um, but then also, I mean, you're gonna look at the Harden Volume Eight that's supposed to be coming out. They're kind of going to the same style, very sleek, oh, and very like almost alien like. Which again, that's what they're moving to. That's they want that sleeker design, that faster design. Which you go back to early, like late '90s, early 2000s basketball when they were going with a lot of that. Uh, like was it a uh, like the flight tur like the turbine, like high, uh, zoom turbine things like that. That's the I love. Yeah, like it's, it's super, just different, very fast, very performance driven, and I say go for it. I mean, that's the stuff I like. But we don't have specs on either one of those just yet. We just have kind of. The sneak peeks we're you know getting pictures of, but they'll be out I'm sure by All Star or by Christmas. Get the money. So, no, I, no, I was going to say the design language of Adidas has always been more circular. So that's mm -hmm. a good that's a good visual catch. Yeah. And I was just going to say this: the limited offerings that we have seen of the Harden Eight, 
sleek is not even the word. Like sleek feels too chunky of a word to describe it. That <laughs> thing is so angular. Like yeah. I'm sure that they would use that in geometry textbooks in the future to kind of showcase the different types of angles within a triangle. And all of this is to be said, hey, Adidas, do your boy a favor. Kobe 2 retros, come on. You're literally retroing. You're bringing out every unique, conceived, designed basketball sneaker that there's been in the past, present, and in the future. Why don't you just complete the set and give us the Adidas Kobe 2 that the streets have been clamoring for? I mean, if they keep selling out these crazy infinities... They, I, why not? I mean, it's a heat check. Look, yeah. to me, that is the Adidas heat check. You really want to see where your weight is in terms of uh, market share and all that? Release the Kobe 2s and see how quickly they sell out, if at all. Because that, to me, is going to be the ultimate tipping point around the Kobe nostalgia vibe and wave. So, Mike, do, do you have a pair of crazy ones? I don't have crazy ones. I have the crazy eights. I have crazy infinities. I don't have crazy ones yet. So. The Kobe 2 can so work because I wore my crazy ones. I looked at them when they came in the mail, and I was like, nah, these are, these are not going to work for me. That burp talk you like that. Um, I was like, this isn't going to work for me. You put them on your feet and wear them twice. They are molded to your foot. They mm -hmm. rock. They are warm without being hot, which is a thing. Um, it rocks. You're cozy. Your foot's cozy. Your man. foot's That's... cozy, man. Like, yeah. I would love a Kobe 2 retro. Um, make basketball cozy again. Make, make, life, cozy make again. life cozy again. Let's end here. Row it. So they are apparent to Kobe. Um, one Devin Booker has his signature shoe also. Do we have a, any book information? I have a little bit if you don't. I don't have any. But the thing that's really intriguing to me is kind of watching in real time see the public perception change of that shoe. Because I think when we all saw it, we all were reacting negatively to say the least. Mm -hmm. And now as you kind of get through some of the design details and the tech specs, like my favorite quality about a shoe, and this is me being a nerd and me comparing one thing I like to another thing I like, just the heel tab alone that has that feel of a book page or a book spine, I'm all yeah. in. It's a shoe for readers. So there you go. That's all. That's my technical hard-hitting analysis. Robbie, bring us back and actually give us the cushioning tech specs of this yeah, shoe. Yeah, so it has Cushlong. 2.0, which I did not know they made a 2.0 of Kushlon. I thought yeah. they just used Kushlon for forever, so that's cool. Um, it also has a top-loaded Zoom airbag in the heel, mm -hmm. um, rigid TPU sidewalls. But to what Rowett said, a lot of people have had this shoe grow on them. I got to see it, like, on court because yeah. it looks like a goober shoe. If you wore it with jeans... I feel like if you wore that orange colorway with jeans, you say dead ass and you got sick of wearing Tim's. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's it's not the look for me. Shout yeah. out to all our New York listeners. We still love you. Yeah, shout well, out to my New York people. It See reminds me of the LeBron 6. You know how that, that was just a literal boot? Like, that's oh, kind of what the, the book bro, This is like an Air So this. It's a blazer. I don't like uh, the Air Force 25. That shoe is freaking oh, ugly. But this is like an Air Force. It's an Air Force One. It's an Air Force One modernized a little bit. Yeah. It's just like, we'll keep air, but it's... Is it a shoe? Booker. Is it a boot? I'm going to call well, it a shaboot. Right. What up, shaboot? So apparently the fear with the shoe from listening to uh, a few different people, this particular, I think it was Soul, the Soul Drop, those guys over there, uh, there's no containment. So the, the way the shoe sits, and you there's a picture of Devin Booker playing in it. So it's... The out or not the outrigger, but the containment that has the cushion on, which stops the 
uh, compression of the, uh, of the cushion, so it makes it harder than what it actually is. But it's the, the shoe's not sitting inside of the uh, midsole. It's on top, so it's rolling. Like, the top of your foot, there's a picture of you can see D-Book's foot rolling off the top as he's making a move on the court. And they, like, fear that, you know, A, you know, powerful enough player can rip through it, and, you know, B, it can cause ankle injuries because it's not actually something to catch you for. You know, like, LeBron's and all, like, everything has these TPU cages around the top of the foot so you don't roll off. And I think that's kind of one of the fears with the D-Book right now. But, again, I, I don't have it in hand, so I couldn't tell you, you know, oh, actually do have something there we just can't see. And that's the other thing as well is I describe it as a minimalist shoe, and I'm wondering, is this also a tipping point? Because to your point, Mike, if we have a Zion-type moment where somebody explodes off the shoe or, heaven forbid, somebody rolls their ankle and it's a severe, severe injury, like, are we now going to see a shift back towards bulkier, safer shoes? Because I do think we are, in a sense, playing with fire, pardon the bad Phoenix Suns analogy, but I don't know. Like, that's the thing I'm most intrigued by by this shoe. Yeah, Mike, now that you said that, I can see that it sits kind of high. I don't I didn't see the photo you're speaking of, but you know, when he blows his leg out, I hope he never does that. Yeah, I was like, I hope that never happens, man. Yeah. But it's just like I feel like there's just you know how you're just trying to be so different that it kinda of can fail you? I think that's what happened with his thought process with the shoe. Again, I haven't seen it in hand. I couldn't give you a real like my real thought on it because I'm just looking at pictures and you know, hear what everyone else is saying. But I feel like it was almost like, hey, let's be this different. But I think sometimes that can lead you down a bad path. But hope not. That's just my initial thoughts. So let me ask you guys this because I'm also looking at the price point. Is it a $150 shoe to you? Because that's the other thing I'm slightly worried about. Because I could see this being like a 110 or a 120 shoe, but 150 <laughs> seems a lot for this shoe. That's Where do you see 150? I just see it releases spring 2024 in two colors. I don't, I don't see it. Uh, kicks on fire. Maybe uh -huh. in a apologies maybe i've been gotten by those trolls on the internet but i don't know like that's the other thing i'm really intrigued that by like what it, right, that can't be right i hope it's not right at least yeah that's 120 130 max so yeah. apologies if that turns into fake news but that's the other thing i'm trying to understand is if it's priced appropriately i could see it become a sleeper if not breakout hit but if it mm. kind of pays that nike tax in a sense that sometimes you pay a higher quality uh higher for the higher quality materials and a higher just brand image mm -hmm. then i'm really wondering if this is going to sit because that's what i feel if it's not priced appropriately oh i know what's going to happen with this one though because of uh the d book all of like the kobe so that he would wear I, I i can almost see it writing on a the wall there's going to be an undefeated collaboration with the d book one uh, especially because they do have a, a flagship store in Phoenix, if I'm not mistaken, undefeated. Yeah. So that's gonna that's all I need to kind of set the fire to the shoe, which is smart. I mean, I'm not knocking it. And honestly, I don't see myself hooping in the shoe. I probably see myself wearing it more casually because of just the design. But again, I need to see it in hand. I want. I mean, I'll order a pair if it's not stupid expensive. You know, if it's not 150, when they come out, I'll try to order a pair to see it. But I don't see myself. Pay him, like I said, more one thirty, like after tax and shipping should be what I'm paying for this thing. So yeah, probably one twenty. I like to hope, but this is a great shoe to have creep on. So if you're gonna have, start it at one twenty, hundred and thirty for the All Star Edition, uh, yeah. hundred and fifty for the Undefeated Edition, right? You just keep fucking putting twenty bucks on it, and they'll still sell. Um, that's a lot of shoes to go through. We're at like fifty minutes of just shoes. Um, that's most of them. We didn't go over the clay stuff. Kyrie doesn't have his signature shoe yet, so 
we've been exhausted um, Kyrie for a while. I mean, we've had like three episodes. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, no, no disrespect, but we've just done a the lot. Caruso of shoe. We got to put some respect on the Caruso shoe. I didn't look up the name of it. Oh, but and I'll... the Austin Reeves shoe. And the Austin Reeves shoe. Um, fuck, I said Caruso. I meant Austin Reeves. But I think Caruso uh, had uh, his Caruso own shoe. Caruso has one too, though. Oh, yeah, he's okay. a peak or something like that. And apologies to Giannis. I think you're the only Nike signature athlete we didn't talk about not named Paul George. But, hey, you got D. Lillard with you. Well, Hopefully that brings you a second title so you don't have to worry about three Yahoos talking well, about you not on a speaker. Paul George line is officially dead dead. Like yeah, it's, it, goodbye. He, it died so Devin Booker's shoe could live. Um, you can only have so many in that man. roster. It had to be sacrificed or something. But let's go out on this note. What's your one favorite shoe of all of them that we spoke about today? I'll start because mine's the AE1, so Anthony I, Edwards. I hate to be a, a parrot and, and mimic you, but the AE1 is definitely my favorite of the group. Uh, I'm going to go with the Sabrina 1. I bought both of the launch colorways. I made a Nike by you a colorway for my birthday. <laughs> uh, from a non-Nike perspective, I will say this. I'm really intrigued by the limited things I've seen about the Harden 8. But yeah, the AE one looks fantastic, as does the Trey Young three. So I mean, that might be sacrilegious to hear from certain people, given my prior and current allegiances. But everybody's doing well, and I can't ask for much more than that as a basketball fan, and more importantly, as a sneaker fan. Competition makes everybody better, so hopefully, everybody steps your game up. Yep. Well, that was a beautiful way to put it. This diversity is king. Uh, make sure you follow at Sneaker History on all major platforms. Thanks so much for spending this much time with us. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, stalk, whatever. This <laughs> follow. Anyway. Now, just stalking. Don't, don't stalk. You us, can please. find us on OnlyFans at the Punjabi Pounder. <laughs> oh wow, that's a good one. That might be the that might be the winner of all of them. That's, that is a good one. That's the winner. <laughs> all right, thank you, gentlemen. Everybody have a great day. Peace out. See ya. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.